Welcome to the Breaking HR Podcast, where we wrestle with employment challenges for entrepreneurs, business leaders, and HR professionals. Here are your hosts, Jesse and Nathan. I'm Jesse. This is Nathan. Kurt, thanks for being on the Breaking HR Podcast today. Hey, Kurt. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, today we have Kurt Spady. Kurt, um, just by way of introduction, you want to just give a quick bio of yourself? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so so you know, I'm, a, I'm a Red Deer, Central Alberta, Canada. You're born and raised uh, with my wife and, and my twins. Uh, they're 11 now. Um, so uh, in terms of why I'm, I'm a post-secondary instructor at, at Old College, um, so my, my education there, I have an undergraduate uh, degree in management and I, I majored in human resources. So I've, I've always kind of had that interest in, you know, how people grow and develop. Um, in my uh, MBA program that I did at Athabasca University, I studied corporate training and I did a, I did a master's thesis on that. And again, learned quite a bit. Um, I, I started in the, after I finished my master's, I started a consulting business and I did that for about five or six years before um, I started here at Old College, um, and again, getting to work with many different industries. And kind of what my what it kind of led me to was that I had a gap, and I'm doing all this corporate training, and I thought, well, I have no, you know, no training in in education, so to speak. Um, so I I applied for my my PhD in uh, education, specifically in learning instruction and innovation in adult learning environments, and I learned a lot. And actually, just finished that program a month ago. Uh, with some, you know, what I think is, you know, reasonably valuable information. So I've been, yeah, I've been in the business management diploma uh, program here at Old since 2017. You're awesome. molding and shaping our our next generation of workers. <laughs> That's right. The other thing that Kurt didn't mention is he is a TikTok, a TikTok superstar. I got to say, you have the what? best talks I've ever seen. I love right. it. So it's it kind of it kind of started out in uh, in 20. 19 i guess in the fall yeah. and i tiktok had kind of gotten some steam and you know we try and look at you know new and upcoming social media platforms and so i developed this kind of uh, idea that you know i'm really i'm sick and tired of teaching and i'm going to be tiktok famous kind of thinking again these these college students just found that hilarious right and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I, I i and i built some assignments around it and it actually took me like, I'm not the typical kind of demographic for a TikTok, uh, you know, user. Uh, it's more of the younger. Uh, but again, I've done some things like I've done contests through that. And I've done some uh, some live things through that. And there's other students in it. And they have a bit of a conversation. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been... It's been a blast. I'm still not. Uh, I'm still not famous yet, and I'm just over a thousand followers, so I can do a live there. I'll I'll blast this out uh, to the <laughs> yeah. audience there too, and we'll uh, I will keep working on it. We're but gonna yeah. get up. We're gonna get up to twelve followers after. It's been yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I've had a lot of kind of uh, responses from other. I, I did a professional cool. development session for faculty here in the last. Spring. Oh, did you? Just to show them, like, so I, I even I made a TikTok. And I posted it and I said, you watch, students will reply by the end of the session. So then at the end of the session, I went back in and I showed them, here's the people that have, and students from old college had already replied and commented and stuff, because that's the platform, that's where they are. Did, did you tell them you'll give them an A if they reply in the next 20 minutes or? <laughs> was, it, was it genuine? It was all, it was all genuine. Yeah, I, I thought after, I thought maybe I should have front loaded this so I don't tell everybody, everything worked out in the end. Yeah, yeah, sure. Nice. Um, and actually that drives at a really cool question I have about 
the role of social media in business. And as our new younger workforce comes in, that's a big part of their life. It's a huge part of how they communicate and what is social media now doing in our, in our workers or how are you framing social media in, in the work that we're going to do in the next 20 years. And I just, I just kind of tell people to be um, either purposeful or cognizant of what they're posting out on social media. Like I'm still kind of amazed at, at what some people will choose to post on social media and TikTok's even got a bit of an edge to it too. Right? Like I explained to students that some of the things that I post, uh, may elimin- like say if I wanted to be the dean of a college kind of thing. Some of the things I post, some people might consider that unprofessional for say the dean of a business school, and I have mm-hmm. to understand that and be willing to either take those risks. I'm also kind of like on that. Um, so I have it, and kind of an- another kind of theme that I use in my TikTok is that like I poke fun at the dean, and I, I do poke a little bit of fun at HR too. Honestly, you do. I- you know, like I made a TikTok so great, HR and the dean want to see it too, kind of that, thing. Yeah, that's my favorite one, of course. <laughs> and, and I, I, I asked when I did my faculty professional development session, I said, like, I'm really hoping that I get some, uh, some people complaining about it to the dean. And I said, why would I want that? And they said, well, it's recognition, it's attention, kind of thing, that's right? Like until you get some people that, um, well, I just, just quick story. I, I worked with this lady on a nonprofit board. She wrote this yeah. book and I'm like, Hey, I'll support like, can you autograph it for me and the stuff? And she says, well, thank goodness. I haven't gotten any negative reviews. I said, well, it's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. She says, what do you mean? I said, that means not enough people have read it. Yeah. Right. You know? So anyway, it's, uh, that's good still... perspective though, Kurt. I think actually that's one thing, you know, and not to say, I know with younger people, I mean, you would have a much better lens, but that's one thing I, I try and recommend to younger people I'm working with is you've got to be able to make mistakes and put yourself out there, try new things and fall on your face and, and get that feedback that, you know, especially in HR, like you're going to do things that are going to, are going to peeve some people off. You're going to, either it's a policy, you know, like you just can't, you can't please everybody. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's a good, that's a good point though, too. Like, and actually that's like social media is a good place to put yourself. I find to walk. Well, with a lot of people, like they say, you know, public speaking is up there with deaths in terms of how afraid of it people are, but putting yourself out there on those social media platforms. Yeah, it's interesting. I think things like TikTok, Instagram, all these videos are really good ways that that generation is is and has practiced putting themselves out there. They're really good at videos. They're really good at building a brand, building a brand. I mean, whether it's, it's social media like that, or it's, or it's LinkedIn, like, um, yeah, Nathan, we were talking about that Gary V post. He's like, if you're yeah. out there looking for a new job this year, post content every day on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. And to be honest, it's true. Like when I'm hiring, I look for that too. It's like, oh yeah, I recognize this yeah. person. We see their stuff. And then I'm probably going to go try and reach out to them, right? So yeah. Kerry, I want to ask you about the students you see. So you found unique ways to engage with them. Do you, are there things they come in looking for that are different, you know, now than maybe when you started teaching, like, what are you seeing? What are those things that they're looking to learn? Well, kind of, I guess, um, I have a twofold answer. There's like, we, so we have these industry advisory committees where we bring in members of industry to come in and say like, you know, what, you know, business graduates, what do those, what are the skills they need to have? I've sat in on a few, you know, different, of these committees too. And 
the, the answers are pretty consistent. They want critical thinkers and problem solvers. Okay. So kind of like I've, tr- I've really tried to get people away from, you know, memorization and answering bubble test questions and stuff like, well, say no like, scantrons? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get away from it or even like a, like a project management class or even like a leadership class. Like is, a, is, is leadership competency really demonstrated by bubble test by yourself on a scantron? Reg, so hello. And then conversely, um, I've tried to, like, I really find it interesting. I, I, there's, we have a sports management major too in our business management. Right. So you have students that may not be, you know, if you ask them, if you said like, are you interested in analyzing financial statements? Like they might say no, but if you said, well, do you know, do you know the salary cap of the Western conference NHL teams? And they know. Yeah. Right? And it's, if you can connect them with things that they're interested in that were still related to business practices. Um, I find that's a good, a good mix and giving, you know, people flexibility in terms of the projects that they choose. And we've had people leave, you know, start their own businesses and start their own podcasts and, you know, kind of, I, and what I hope, like, again, just being a two-year, uh, you know, diploma, they kind of, you know, we get, we get people come see and they're like, you know, I really am interested in HR. And now I, now I know that there's a professional designation and an, and an accrediting body and it's and a career pathway and, and same with finance, marketing and different things like that. So, um, yeah, I just, I just find if we can engage, uh, students in their interests, um, which again, takes a little bit of, you know, you have to build that relationship and kind of create that environment. Uh, and then allow them to critical think, uh, critical thinking and problem solving. And, and that's probably, yeah, that's probably the, when it's the best. Uh, and to see people like they've designed their own, you know, hoodie for their nonprofit advocacy thing that they started like in my class kind of thing. And then I get to buy one and email it to me. It's like a nice, nice note. Thanks for the support and stuff like that's for that's, me. It's quite fulfilling. Yes. That's really cool. So kind of a lot of entrepreneurial stuff is coming out too. That's good to see. Yeah. hundred percent. So are you finding the, are you finding that the new workforce is becoming more entrepreneur, entrepreneurial within an organization? So you'll have a worker and they're able to take on their own, almost like their own little business within the business. Are you finding that that to be a trend? And I, I wonder too, and you know, maybe you folks or some of the people you interview might have a better kind of handle on, like, I want, I wonder if some of that has to do with like, uh, you know, is that still like three to five year job, 10 year kind of thing, yeah. right? And, and people are often kind of like thinking about developing their own skill set kind of thing or intrapreneurial kind of stuff, right? Like maybe you come to yeah. integration with an idea of how to build something and then you build it there and then move on to the next organization. So, yeah, the, the average tenure is shortened a lot with, with employees. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like I, I know, for example, when I started my career, don't want to date myself too much, but, uh, you know, you would look for those five years of continuous service at a place. And now, yeah, you're right. It's like, if they have one year, great. If they have two years, awesome. It's like, it's definitely shrunk that quick. Yeah. So I, I, I think that encourages some people to start thinking about, you know, would I do my own, you know, do my own thing, right. Or, or if you have an idea with a company that could help you build it. Mm-hmm. One well, specializing, I think that's it too. Like that's what you said about entrepreneurial. I think that's very common too. It's you get really good or you work for a place and you get to build something. Why not take that knowledge and go build it a little bit different at a bunch of somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So before we keep going, why don't we do a session here to break it up? Ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome to Shoutouts, where we recognize the things that are making life just a little bit better. That's too funny. Well, barring any official introduction, I'll just say we're going to do our shoutout session. We're going to do okay. our shoutout segment. Okay. Segment. Okay. Put the word session in my video. So, yeah. um, Kurt, shoutouts. Um, what we do here is we just introduce or announce or tell each other about something that we're doing, reading, listening to. It can really be anything. If you want to plug someone or some business to our eight listeners, fantastic. Um, if you just want to, there's something on your mind that you want to speak to, feel free. So we're going to let you go first as our guest and yeah, go take it away. Okay. Uh, just, yeah, something that's been a big, uh, big part of my life uh, uh, since the summer, I guess just a shout out to our on the block boxing fitness. Uh, sorry. So, so Jesse, I'm boxing now, so you can leave I that. see that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it's been, it's been great. Uh, again, you know, a small business startup and it was somebody that I, that I knew and we kind of developed a really nice, uh, community there where we go a few times a week to uh, learn about boxing and get in shape. I uh, just have the camaraderie there. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to Devin and on the block. That's awesome. So shout out to. Is it on the box? On on the block. On the block. On the block. On fitness. Yeah. On the block boxing. On the block boxing. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, are are you boxing, Jesse, or are you just um? <laughs> what are you doing? Still running? No, I uh, I'm a prime candidate because I've had like you know, a couple dozen concussions. I I don't think I could box. <laughs> Probably Here's not advised. Hockey and lacrosse. I I was gonna get a beat up. Let's just put it away. Um, but anyway, um. I like your trend, Kurt. I actually have this horrible habit. I usually call out Audible every week, and I got to stop doing it. So I'm actually going to go on the physical fitness trend. Um, so my nephew has recently become a certified personal trainer, and he kicks my ass every week. And I go to actually to Sylvan Light to miss out there. He's a trainer out there. So call out to to Ethan Mackey. He's kicking my butt and getting me in shape. Nice. You guys getting into shape and I'm not doing anything. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, I'll do my I'll do my shout out. So I got a book for Christmas. Um I am or have been like a U2 fan. Okay. Less less and less lately, because I don't know, it just tastes change. But Bono just published a book and it's pretty cool actually. And it's it's sort of revived my like for them a little bit and for him because he can he's who he is and lots of opinion and I I understand when people hate him I do I'm like yeah I kind of hate him sometimes too but his book's really good because it gets into his past and into like his mom dying when he was fourteen two days after his like uncle died and there's a whole like a whole bunch of crazy crazy things and it's you know, okay that's why he's the way he is and all this stuff so really cool book. Runs through forty of their songs and the meaning behind them and the all this stuff. So my show note is I, I'm actually reading a book. I don't do a lot of reading. I don't do enough reading. So this is one I'm working through. Uh, that's my show note. It's called awesome. Surrender. Surrender. Cool. I haven't seen many books that do that. That kind of detail what the lyrics mean and things like that. That's interesting. This has been shoutouts. And either you guys or both you heard of that chat GPT artificial yes. intelligence boss? Yeah, I don't know enough about it though. It so, is unreal. It is it is unreal. It's worth it's worth checking out, Jesse. So just you know, like essentially, um and, and it's and an AI, right? Go more yeah, it's 
So it's it's created as a block. So, so you can talk to it and ask it to do things. So if you want to ask it to write an essay, like a specific essay, like write me 500 words about the evolution of human resources as a discipline in Canada. And, it, and, it'll, and it'll, it'll write it, right? So I've had, I, I had to make me a couple of assignments. I've integrated it into um, some of my classroom stuff. But so it can even go so far as like, write me up a uh, resignation letter. Somebody, somebody, one of the students had, really? he said, they told to write me a resignation letter for my job as a cashier at, at where they work. And it did it. And all they have to do is just put their name at the bottom that it's done. And like purchasing contracts, um, and then they'll write computer programs, it'll write songs, it'll write plays. Um, so the, then the dilemma for some of those educators, right, is who is, yeah. who is creating this work? And maybe even for HR professionals, right, did these people write their own resume or did they get an AI chatbot, uh, you know, to, to do it kind of thing? So, there's, yeah. so that's a, you know, an issue. And even, even when I think about, even from an HR perspective, like people that, that write content or develop creative. The other thing with ChatGPT is if, Apparently, if you take, say, the essay that you wrote and put it into a plagiarism checker, like we, we just turn it in or use Grammarly as a, as a plagiarism checker, it passes yeah. because it's, a, it's an original thought from a, an artificial brain yeah. kind of thing. So like, I, I'm curious to see what implications that has both for, uh, you know, education and for the workforce kind of coming down the, down the road here. You know, pretty I, interesting stuff. Yeah, it's so well, a close friend of mine. <laughs> one, one of my or a couple of my friends have a podcast the Harmo harmonious gentleman a short little plug um yeah it's a good one i like the three of them are are teachers high school teachers and the same conversation has come up with chat gtp i think there's a way one of them put in so for high school anyways it it does it gives you about a b or a c like on an essay he he put in his essay topic he goes i marked it like i'd mark any high school kid it was a pretty good mark it was decent and but he did say that there's a way of checking the plagiarism through the chat gdp i think it will it won't publish two different things or something so i think you can plug it in and ask it if it's created no, that. It, won't, it won't give you the same response every time yeah yeah there, so he he was saying he he could still plagiarize plagiarism check it but i'd have to see exactly how but it's it's amazing that it just yeah that's I, interesting like yeah. i love this because one of the questions we like to ask is are you using any technology to automate things and this is totally on that stream like i, I could see people using this to drop up draft up even like corporate communications like draft me up a, a change um, communication from the ceo like that's a lot of stuff what you know as hr executives we do and <laughs> Then we, you know, edit it and stuff. So it's like maybe we start using that and augment it, or a policy, right? Or a policy, draft, yeah. Draft yeah. me a social media policy that includes blah blah blah, and it'll write it out. Like it sends it out. It's it's just, unreal. It it's um sure. even if you use it to get the frame the framework that you need, and then edit starting point. I mean, it's it's just kind of creating the content for you to. You know what, though, it's no different than a lot of the copywriting stuff you do. Like you get the content, you have to yeah. like massage it, you know, and that's just, I mean, not that I'm a marketer, what he means, but I think that's a lot of, you know, that work anyway. So I think, I think this isn't going away. And I think that we're, um, we're just on the edge of what it can do, my belief. And I think it's, yeah, get around it, get, 
into it or you're going to get lost. <laughs> or there's, oh. there's some, you know, again, from the education side, some people are, you know, you're all of a sudden people get worried, right? Our students doing their own work. So anyway, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Interesting that, that technology movement, is, is there anything else like that you're using or the, the kind of things that you're seeing popping up with, with students? The other, the other one, and I should just, I should just chat about it in, you know, kind of in hopes that maybe, maybe it helps somebody, uh, you know, out there even gets people thinking about it is kind of the, yeah, the topic of my, my doctoral research that I did. Um, so like, about that. and I think some of it translates to the workplace in terms of, so, um, my research is focused obviously on, on post-secondary learning environments and that there's still, so the idea or why I was interested in, in what I, what I did. Um, was I kind of wondered about, so even training people, right? So like you train people to fix the machine or build the product, whatever. Does it also matter if they are nice to other people or are, or do they have empathy uh, or is they're able to manage their, you know, emotions when things go wrong kind of thing. Right. And, and, uh, and, and I was interested in that. So what I studied was faculty perceptions of a uh, social and emotional learning uh, professional development initiative, and, and there's this uh, this this training program on respect uh, in the workplace, actually done by like the Respect Group, and Sheldon Kennedy owns that, and and he's involved in some kind of hockey Canada and NHL, uh, you know, type of stuff. But sort of what I found, these types of training that come out, and and uh, you know, they they you know, might be related to you know, uh, yes, how you how you conduct yourself, or even like. Uh, say harassment, bullying in the workplace kind of thing, right? And, yeah. and that there's a whole kind of infrastructure and underlying infrastructure, especially for adult learners. Like, so for example, uh, I've decided that, you know, you two are going to be, you know, I need to send you to this training on how to be respectful to other people. Right. And we so definitely lot, need to, and, 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 and a lot of people, but a lot of people are saying, well, like, hold up, right? Like, yeah. like I am respect, like, why do I need yeah. this training kind of thing? And then I've always, I've always said kind of in the classroom too, and I remember the example from a workshop that I took, this fellow says, you know, I'm always in search of the micromanager, right? Everybody says that it happens. Nobody admits that it's them, right? Yeah, or, of course. Or, or bad communicators. So I said to students, I said, we all had to take this respect training. I said, so obviously it was for a reason that there's disrespectful behavior happening. Just raise your hand. Those people that are the disrespectful people, right? And nobody, of course, puts up their hand. Not one. And People will even like a good example is like being on time. So in, in our, in our culture, you know, say Western Canadian culture, like being on time is something that uh, people pay attention to. That's not the way it is in other cultures, right? Or, or time is a lot more fluid. So because of how people have, you know, grown up and their values and all that kind of stuff, right? They have this idea. So it, it simply saying to somebody like you stop being mean to everybody, right? Or, or you, you know, start being more inclusive. Mm -hmm. There needs to be things like a learning to a community around it and the ability to uh, have discussions and tell stories and some follow-up and support, um, which is, which I found was super interesting because what happened, and I'm sure that many HR professionals are out there dealing with this stuff, right? So like an incident happens and we make you sign off on the anti-harassment training uh, and simply, and I, like when I did my research, a lot of folks says like, we felt like um, the organization was just checking a box for optics, right? So is this. Is this something that an organization truly cares about, or are they just worried about liability, right? And getting sued. That is so spot on, Kurt. Like that is how I've always felt about that. I don't know why. Like 
why are we doing it if they're not going to learn either? Like there's some people that you know, they're going to check that box. They're going to, you know, watch that thing and sign it off and they're never changing. And that's just their DNA. So I'm with you. Like, I think there needs to be a better way to do it. Yeah. And I, I've always tried to take that approach. Like, how can we get them into a different space or into a different way of thinking? And that's a lot of work. And no, it's, yeah, well, it gets, it's a lot on the learner too. Like, they've got to be open to it. Like you said, defensive. And what's, what's interesting is a lot of us, like that term social and emotional learning through the K to 12 system, it is quite prevalent, right? And they do, they do yeah. things around self-awareness, relationship skills, self-management and stuff. It seems to stop once they get to college. And then yeah. I don't know if it even exists in a workplace. And I've, and I've worked for workplaces that, that are done work for workplaces that have those kinds of, sorry, we're like, we're going we're gonna to tell each other honestly kind of thing. And then, or be honest with each other. And then people use some of that as a license to be like, well, Jesse, I think you did an absolutely crap job today. You're a terrible person. I was just being yeah. honest, right? And they yeah. Use, right? Yeah. But anyway, so I, I just, I just thought that was interesting. And then there's, uh, and there's people run into that stuff. There is like a, an infrastructure for adult learners in order to kind of shape their, their mindset into, into, you know, maybe making positive changes um, for respect in, in, That's, the, in the workplace. But I think in terms man. of like onboarding and bringing somebody onto a company, that's what we need to start building out is, is bringing them back into it. Like even something as simple, like you said, is how we communicate, you know, yes, we're going to be honest. That means this, 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 right. It doesn't mean I can say whatever I want. I've licensed to, as long as I stand being up next. I had another kind of thing related to your, one of your, your prompts here about uh, just that I wanted to uh, bring yeah, up, please. Cause I think it was interesting. Um, I think you said, you know, would you rather have uh, a group of, you know, really talented students and everybody else doing a minimum, or would you rather have an average amount of students? That and just brought me thinking about this example and feel free the to performance. We'll jump in, but so and I used and I thought about it a lot. So I used the like the, the Edmund Neumanners kind of thing, right? And and so is it the case that like Connor McDavid comes back in the dressing room, or maybe the coach comes in and he sits down to that fourth line player and goes, you know, Connor got two points tonight. You know, maybe you could work a little harder, right? How come you didn't get two points? Right? right? Like, I think there's some, and again, this is just anecdotal, but there's some need for maybe managers and people are trying to get everybody up to Connor McDavid and you're fighting against like the statistical reality of, of the universe kind of thing, right? Well, all my people are going to be producing the 95th percentile kind of thing. Well, I mean, right. Even those people that maybe they're, they're not, they have their own kind of things that bring, because I've had pushback from managers and they say, well, why shouldn't I, you know, pay the person that moves the fastest and installs the most units, the most money. And I said, well, that depends if that's all you consider as generating value for your organization. You have somebody that's their service levels or other yeah. things. Like yeah. So anyway, I, I just, I, I, I thought about that and to, um, cause that's something in, in education that I've said to, and not all businesses have, you know, that the same dynamics, obviously, but, you know, trying to meet people where they're at kind of thing. Right. And, and instead of spending, it's kind of like an appreciative inquiry thing. Like instead of telling people like, you should be like Connor McGavin, you should be more like Connor, right? Like, what are you good at? What do you contribute to the team or the group kind of thing? How anyway. we look at things, how we look at performance too. But I agree with you. I think it goes back to looking at things in more of a pull versus a push, right? And it's as simple as pulling out the strengths from people. As opposed to like, this is what everyone needs to do and everyone's got to fit into that, you know, that square box. But you're right. Like if you can get 
everybody doing their best in those different areas, you're going to be a much stronger team than having all these people great at one thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. That's, that, that's where it flows so nicely into like diversity and inclusion. Like that's where all that comes in, right? Because it's skill sets, it's minds, it's all those different opinions. It's not, you know, it's, it's that's how you get great. And I think you also can't have your talented players, Connor McDavid saying to the players that don't get points, well, why aren't you getting points? Why aren't you up to my, it, it goes both ways. And yeah. I don't think like hockey players will never say that publicly, but it, it's kind of like everyone plays a, a role on a team and the yeah. team can be effective as a group, more mm-hmm. like a company can be effective as a whole group rather than, um, yeah, the focus being on a couple of people and why aren't the low performers like them. So that brings out my favorite rule in sports and business. And Kurt, I know we've talked about this before, but the no asshole rule, it applies everywhere. You know, like you have that amazing VP of sales that just gets the most incredible results, but they treat everyone awful. Why are you picking on sales, dude? (laughs) Sorry, that amazing (laughs) VP of HR that's a jerk to everybody. It's one of those things that if you really want to get, especially like, we had a guest on that specializes in psychological safety, Kurt, and that's that's a perfect example. If you want psychological safety, if you want everybody to bring their best in those different areas, you have to make sure that you weed those folks out. And it's unfortunate because they have talent. But going back to that onboarding and those things you learn in K-12 that maybe you don't learn in organizations, how to respect people, how to do it in a way that's going to be engaging and, and well-received, right? And putting people in areas that they will succeed, where Great. they're strongest and most comfortable. And I think a good manager or a good coach would do that. They, they would understand that this person's going to be the most successful and the most happy in this role. It might not be the most flashy part of the organization, but at least they're going to be as productive as they can. And mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting. That psychological safety thing was a really cool conversation. And it was, it's something I, it's a concept I, I'm completely was oblivious to as, as a, as a buzzword. Yeah. It, it was very interesting to hear that perspective. You know, I, I think people watch to like, um, I actually, a lady, like I quite have a lot of, you know, respect for, for how she does her, her management. And because the pushback on that, like you, well, people don't have to, everybody doesn't have to like you. They just have to do their job. And her take was, uh, they have to like you. Cause yeah. they, you know, if they, they might do the bare minimum, but you know, if, if they don't, if they don't like you, then, then they're not going to, you know, give you ideas or have that psychological safety or, or contribute in meaningful ways. They're just going to do their bare minimum kind of thing. And, With and, quiet uh, quitting. There you go. Would, <laughs> you substitute, yep. Yep. would you substitute <laughs> for respect in that sentence? They don't have to like you, but they have to respect you. Or do you think it's like and respect as a, as a manager? That's tough. That's I don't a, know. What do you think? Good question. And that was where, like, there's been lots of discussions around, like, when I studied this respect training kind of thing, they say, so, like, because some people say, well, respect has to be earned with me. And then some people say, but you should inherently respect everybody to a kind of a minimum standard kind of thing, right? And then, yeah. And then, what, how people define that and how they, and then, basically, I give this example, right? So I come in and I ask Jesse, I say, how was your weekend? And Jesse's like, man, Kurt's such a great boss, likes me as a person, cares about my personal life. And then I asked Nathan the same thing. I'm like, how's your weekend? And Nathan thinks, man, Kurt needs to mind his own business. This is a workplace, not a right. So I'm doing the same thing, but one person sees it as maybe disrespectful invasion of privacy. And one person yeah. sees it as caring, nurturing, supervisor kind of thing, right? Or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a yeah. good question. It's, it's a really good question. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the spectrum of liking and respecting. I, I definitely think respect is earned, but I think you start, you have to start at a high level of immediate respect. Like Kurt and I just met. I immediately respect you. I, I think personally how I go about it is I, I put a high respect on you until you mess it up and you're doing pretty good so far. So <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't lost your trust. We're going a few right. more minutes here. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, let's see how, <laughs> how the next eight minutes go. But, <laughs> but you start off that way, right? And res- respect, the lack of respect is earned as well as the increased respect. I think. But but I, I don't necessarily like everyone in that. I want to hang out with you after hours and be, that's true. be friends. Maybe, and, maybe it's, uh, maybe that's what I mean. Maybe it's like working with them, you know, like it's, yeah. you respect them to the certain level you like working with them. It, it, yeah. You don't always have to be friends with everybody. Yeah. You know, so we soldier on. <laughs> this is a great conversation, Kurt. I, I really appreciate uh, your insights. You know, you're talking about a couple of people that, um, you know, they, the lady that said, you know, he's got to like them as part of that, you know, to be on a good team. Any other, you know, thought leaders or people you, you like listening to or reading or seeing on LinkedIn or on articles? Yeah. I like Simon Sinek. I kind of follow yeah. his, his stuff. He's a pretty popular guy. Uh, one that's maybe not, uh, is Tom Peters. I like, I kind of like oh, him. Yeah. Philosophy. He's been around for a long time with lots of issues. I just, I, I like his again, kind of managed by walking around and, you know, positive, positive kind of, you know, viewpoints. And, and honestly, I, I, I am a fan of, of, of Jesse's philosophies too. When I, I'm rich. I'll, I'll just, I'll share a couple of these that kind of stuck with me over the years. And it's been a number of years now. Uh, so I, I, I give this example to students. Jesse came in and did a talk for a student group of mine. And talked about right, yeah. talked about the idea of a paid sabbatical, right? Yep. So you're 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 any kind of organization. We're going to pay you to learn how to snowboard, but then you have to come back and give a presentation of what you learned. But a student puts up their hand and they say, "Well, would that just be for the managers, or would everybody do that?" And Jesse says, and I still since me, I give this example every year. Jesse said, "Do not create hierarchies within your organization where there are important people that get hurt, right, and the non yeah." Don't get first. That's just something that I say that every year when we go over that that uh, that unit. Um, and I think that's that's an important one. Um, and then uh, one of Jesse's uh, uh, things that he coined for recruitment: uniting the uniquely talented. I continue to remember that. And then yeah. I, I saw I saw your current title now too, Jesse, Director of People and Culture. And one of the things like when I met when I met Jesse and that. And through that, his organization he was working with, the culture was so unique in, 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 in a non-unique business, right? So it was like, yeah, like, yeah. like retail, right? Like it's, yeah. they're not, they're not innovating new products, right? They, they sell what everybody else sells. The culture was the differential. And, and cool. I just, was, some of that yeah. stuff still, so, so you're, you're in my <laughs> list there, Jesse. <laughs> I just think that that stuff sticks, right? And I, and, I, and again, kind of that that networking and that, that like, you never know if I repeat that, I repeat that every year, right? We might stick with somebody and they might remember that and they might not create a hierarchy in the place where they, where they lead. And that might make, all hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't. I'm still stuck on when you said you're a fan of Jesse and then I, I didn't hear what you said, Kurt. So 
He's like, you gotta be talking about something. But Jesse, who I was waiting, I was waiting for the last name, but no i I, those are those are cool points i like that don't create a hierarchy because yeah everybody is important everyone's everyone's valuable in their way and i think it's easy to feel less valued for different reasons but that's that's pretty cool pretty cool culture is a big one how to create good culture um i i think that yeah like that's such a big sweeping word and it comes from everybody the thing is it takes everybody and that's the thing, like it's a culture, like it's a collective of everybody's thoughts and feelings and what they put into it. And that's why, you know, the place Kurt was referring to is so unique because it was just this, this perfect mix of people of all different tenures of different backgrounds, but they all were really aligned on like a few of those key ideas and it came organically. It wasn't yeah. like we do now with a lot of our you know, consulting work and things like that, where it's like, okay, well, you just do this program and that program and boom, here's your culture. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think culture is one of those things, the harder you try, the worse it is? Like the it's, harder you again, try to build. Back to that push versus pull, totally. You, you've got to yeah. pull parts out as, a, as opposed to just push, right? It's got to be, and it's also got to be from the bottom up to that hierarchy comment. It, it's, it rings true. You, it's got to be bottom up with culture. Hmm. Tell can I, can say I, more I, about that. Sorry, Kurt. Sorry, can I just so, so Jesse, yeah. you, you Austin here. I just, I just, if you could elaborate on that, I think it'd be important. I think I get it what you mean, but like, because often you hear, well, things flow from the top down, like in terms yeah. of, like, you know, behavior and all that. So, so what, what do you mean by bottom? I mean, you need to know what people want. You need to know what's important to them from the mm-hmm. bottom up, and then the top can then take that and build. So oh. that's where get it wrong they start up here and they're like we want this 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 and it's going to build our culture yeah awesome that's what you want executive a and the c that's what you want cool yeah yeah so that's why you know a lot of times you start with like an engagement survey hit the employees in mass get all the feedback and say okay cool i know you want this in the c-suite they're saying they want this let's marry them together and yeah. that's what i like bottom up what are the themes very cool yeah interesting interesting Thanks. yeah Makes sense. And by no means am I, I'm not a pundit on this, but it, it's something that I've seen that I, I really believe in. No, this is great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I hope it was, I hope it was okay. And I'll, I'll plug you on so, the TikTok yeah. there and we'll tag well, you. Kurt, we'll have you on again. I, you just have yeah. Yeah, to talk about, and I, like I said, we got to, uh, we got to use your, your TikTok knowledge too. And, and I mean, just your insights to students and on trends is, is always interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Any time, any time. I'll, yeah, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll follow and support and I'll, I'll plug you on my socials there and uh, awesome. I wish you all the best with this. It's very cool. Thanks for listening. Go make it a great day. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Jesse Cheatham fan here. And then Nathan does great work on the editing, great work on the editing, great work on the editing, great work on the editing.